Well, good morning, North Church. I'm Gary Nelson. My wife and I, Diana, we have uh, served at North for, believe it or not, 17 years. It's been a while. <clears throat> Just want to say it's a, it's a great church. People are always looking for a perfect church and perfect pastor, but guess what? This is what we've got. <laughs> It's a good one, too. So I just wanted to say how much I love my pastor. Okay? He's the most consistent pastor I've ever been around. And so, Pastor Rodney and Shannon, thank you for your leadership. About nine years ago, uh, Mark Green asked me to uh, join him for uh, what he called an adventure. Uh, I had no idea what that meant. Uh, at that time, I don't think Mark did either. This was all around eradicating Bible poverty. And Bible poverty is really two things. It can be the world you and I live in, where you have God's uh, word, scripture, but you just don't do it. We just don't do anything with it. We don't engage in it. We don't, uh, sometimes we don't even acknowledge it exists. And then the other broader thing that we're talking about today is, you know, there's, uh, there's a billion plus people on the planet, over a thousand languages, maybe 2,000, who don't have one word of God's language in their heart language. And so out of early meetings with Mark, the U.S., and we found ourselves in Istanbul, uh, Turkey, with some meetings from groups all over the world, we started Every Tribe, Every Nation, or E10. It's a collective impact alliance, officially. So actually in the room somewhere is my favorite tax attorney. And uh, an, an alliance kind of operates. It's not, we don't have any employees. We don't, we don't, uh, we don't have to mess with the IRS. Thank you. But uh, Every Tribe, Every Nation, really, we do three things. We fund translation, Bible translation, scripture translation. And our goal of 2033, we're talking about an effort that's well over a billion U.S. dollars. So every tribe, every nation, we fund translation. We fund tools that help do translation better quality, faster, cheaper. You know, as business guys, we want to do everything faster, cheaper. But when you're talking about God's word, you've got to stop, do everything right, and make sure the quality component's there. We do that. The third thing we do is uh, an event, uh, kind of a brand called Illuminations. And Mark and Pastor Rodney are going to talk about that a little bit later. So that's kind of every tribe, every nation. We're, again, approaching our 10th year. So you might say, okay, we live in the U.S. Um, you know, why, why should we care about others around the world who don't have God's word? Well, I mean, if, if you want to know how good we have it here, <clears throat> just travel outside the U.S. Even though we still have issues here and if you watch too much news, you'll, you'll gather that. But still the best country on the planet. God's blessed us. Yes. He really has. I read an article. We just got back from Greece. So frankly, I'm a little jet lagged, so bear with me. <clears throat> I have my name on a piece of paper in my pocket in case I forget my name. But, you know, uh, but I read an article from The Economist that in 2017, Americans gave $300 billion to charitable efforts uh, U.S. corporations gave another $500 billion, and we God's blessed us. We, one thing we know how to do here in the U.S., we know how to make money. We know how to, you know, capitalism is alive and well. Uh, but for us in the Christian community, we, have a, we need to give it back. We really do. And, and as you go around the world, you'll find out they want to help you. But the, what they don't have is resource, and primarily they don't have funding. So through every tribe, every nation, we have a 2033 goal. Again, Mark will talk about that shortly. But you and I should care because uh, there's only a couple of things you can invest in that are going to last forever. I'm talking about eternity. That's you and the souls of others. And so, you know, I've, we've got story after story of, um, 
of working uh, with people around the world. One of my favorite stories, I told it last service, I almost started crying, so I'll try not to do that. Just consider that, consider that part of the jet lag. <clears throat> but we're, uh, we're three, three and a half, four hours out of Lusaka, Zambia, middle of nowhere. We're trying to follow Google Maps on a trail through the bush. Not a good idea. Uh, had a Greek driver, even worse. Uh, he hit a tree, ran out of gas. We were lost. We finally wound up there. So as you'll see, we're going to show a video of a typical celebration sometimes outside the U.S. But we, so we finally get there, a group of people. I mean, it's just in the middle of nowhere. Uh, you go to the restroom, there's just like a hole in the ground, kind of that kind of thing. Really makes you appreciate the U.S. But, uh, you know, they're just celebrating like you couldn't believe. They're getting God's word in heart language. And heart language is what your mother spoke to you when you were born. And that's what heart language is. It's if you propose to your, you know, your uh, spouse-to-be, you're probably going to do that in your heart language. So it's not like you could, Americans just say, well, just let them all read English. Because English is accepted worldwide, but it's different, especially when it comes to translation. So these people are just celebrating. I mean, they're going crazy over God's word in their heart language. And at the end, uh, after the elders had spoken, this lady gets up, <clears throat> Zambian lady, highly respected. She kind of looks over at Martin and I, and uh, she kind of said, but, you know, kind of looked over and said, you know, but because of you, the Nzinga people can, can go to heaven. Now, <clears throat> what she's really saying was, because you were involved in getting the Nzinga language, their heart language, the scripture in their language, they can find their way to a relationship with Christ and live forever. So, I mean, we just got stories after stories. I mean, it's just absolutely amazing. So here's what, you know, so again, there is a challenge that we have accepted and we, we're going to do it. And there's a challenge for you, okay? So if you want to uh, sponsor a, um, a New Testament, I'll be out at the lobby. It's 420000 Cash would be fine if you want to uh, hand that. Not for my tax guy. Uh, 960 for a full Bible. But here's what you and I can do together. Okay, we've got it down to $35 a verse. And so it took a while for all the agencies to work together, but $35 a verse. And again, just think if we can get a million people to sponsor, you know, uh, a million verses at $35 a verse. But it's a way for you and I, you know, earlier my wife signed my grandkids up for $35 a verse. But you take that roll up together with generous people, and again, this, this also encompasses a spirit of generosity. Uh, and it's also an obligation. I mean, it's not like we can quit doing this. Uh, I don't, it's not because of us. Or it's not around us. But this, this thing that we're involved in, Bible translation, we have, to, you know, we, we have to follow through and get it done. So we feel a certain commitment. We feel an obligation. We feel a calling. It's something we kind of, we didn't think we were going to be doing it every day, but Mark and I are doing it every day. So... I want to encourage you after the service to go back, take a look. Uh, if you can do 35, you can do 10. You want to do a full, whole you know, New Testament, you want to do whatever you want to do. I just will assure you the, the, the dollars you give will go to what we're talking about. Lastly, let, let me say this. Um, we run into people all over the world. You know, the U.S., we like to honor our heroes. We call heroes people that play sports and rock bands and stuff like that. And that's all wonderful. I love a good 70s rock band. But... But here we actually have some heroes. There's some people going to come up stage later from uh, Wycliffe Bible Translators. I mean, these people around the world, I mean, the church is being persecuted around the world. I mean, you don't really, we don't hear about a lot here, but I mean, they, we read scripture here. If they read scripture there, they could well lose their life. But people like you're going to meet later, uh, please, please uh, acknowledge them as, as, a, as a true hero. So let me op open this up in prayer, and then we're going to show a short video. 
Father, we just uh, thank you, your goodness and mercy to us, opportunities to serve you and to serve your kingdom, which is not just in the U.S., but your global kingdom, every person on earth that really deserves your word. It's an injustice. It's an absolute injustice that they don't have your word. So in a day when everybody's talking about justice, we're going to talk about your word in their language. Uh, just touch them. Be with them. Protect them. Touch the people here in this, uh, in this room, organizations, families, uh, Wycliffe, uh, all the translation people that we know around the planet. Thank you for Pastor Roddy and Shannon. Thank you for giving us this outstanding pastor. So we dedicate this service to you. Amen. every time I see that. I got the tears coming now. Um, wow, powerful, powerful. I want to welcome everybody to Oklahoma City, also uh, Freedom House. You ladies, we love you very much. And then we have uh, Guthrie. And last night, we were in Guthrie with one night, our prayer and praise night. What an amazing night. Packed house. Packed house, people going after Jesus, which was truly, truly wonderful. But today, 
Today I have a very special guest on stage with me. Uh, this is the uh, Ministry Investment Officer for Hobby Lobby, also founder of Mardell's. Would you give it up right now for Mark Green, who's on stage with me? So, Mark, uh, is it true that in 1998, I've still got the tears yeah, coming. Do, um, is it true that in 1998, you made a vow that the first thing you would do every morning is to read scriptures? That's true. It was the only second vow I'd ever made. The other one's to Diana right over here, till death do us part, and that was my second vow. So, second question, have you kept that <laughs> vow? And if so, what made you make such an audacious vow? I have kept that vow, and uh, some of you know in version they have this streaks fe feature, that how many days in a row you've opened the, the Bible app and all that stuff, so you may know that and stuff. Well, they, they, somehow they hacked my phone on my 20th anniversary of doing that. So I looked the other day, I've, I've been in the Bible 7,800 days straight. I haven't missed a day yet. So... Uh, <clears throat> So I got the longest streak on you version. Nobody else has got near that. So, uh, but anyway, uh, but yes, I was able to keep that. But why did I do that? Why did I make that vow? Because for the rest of your life, that's kind of a long-term promise. You know, I, I like to under-promise and over-deliver. It's hard to over-deliver on that one, right, the rest of your life. So I have to take you back to February the 5th, 1998. I'm getting ready to get on a plane here in Oklahoma City. I'm headed to Guatemala to go to a Bible dedication like you just saw there. Now, I had not seen that video, didn't understand what a dedication was about, but I'm going to this because Mardell, we sell Bibles, we, and we tithe our profits, and we, we wound up helping to pay for the printing of Bibles. So Wycliffe Bible Translators kept saying, you got to go on a dedication. You're helping to pay for the printing. Come see this. And you know how it is. You're busy in life, and yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And you hope they don't come back and ask you. Yeah, they keep coming back and ask you. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. All right, all right, all right. I'll go, you know. So that's why I'm on the plane, February the 5th, 1998. I'm flying down to Guatemala, and uh, they give me this sheet of paper. So now I'm going to learn a little bit more about this. Oh, the name of the people group is called Eastern Hockletech. Oh, there's only 30,000 people who speak Eastern Hockletech. I'm like, our football stadium holds twice that down in Norman, right? I mean, a people group, you've got to have more than 30,000 speakers. Oh, 8,000 of them can read. 1,000 are believers. Only 400 believers can even read. So I'm like, this is not a good, in my terminology, ROI, return on investment, right? I just spent $20,000 and 400 people can read it. I got better things I can put my money in, right? And so, uh, and then I kept reading and this, this translation started in 1958. Now I'm born in 1961. So a couple went down to Guatemala and for 40 years translated a Bible that only 400 people can read. I have no idea how to console these guys, right? They were 30 when they went down. They're 70 now. Oh, you get your next one done, you'd be 110. Mm, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm not doing this again, all right? I'm, you know, I learned my lesson. And so, uh, so anyway, so now it's the ceremony. It's time for this. The same thing you just saw there in Guatemala. They're dressed in traditional wares, and they're celebrating. They're dancing. We got balloons everywhere. The music's going. And they actually sell the Bibles for subsidized price. But for the translators who've worked on this thing all these years, they're going to give the Bible in a ceremony. And so here goes Gaspar. There were two from North America. There were four Eastern Hockletechs that worked on the translation through the time. And so Gaspar went forward to get this Bible right here. It's an Eastern Hockletech Bible. And he wept. He wiped away his tears and he wept. It was just kind of one of those moments. It's a little surreal to watch a guy weeping to get something he'd waited 40 years for. And so at that moment, 
but God has prompted me a few times in my life, probably on my one hand, I could count them, when something came into my spirit that I felt that was a Holy Spirit prompting. And this time it was a simple question. And this question was simply was, why don't you go tell Gaspar he's not a good ROI? Mm. Oh, man, mm. that was one painful question. So I'm not, I wouldn't put that question in my heart. But I realized for two days, because it took 10 hours to get to these people in the middle of nowhere, right? So it was a death-defying trip that Gary went on in Kenya and in, in Zambia with. Um, and so they now have God's word in their heart language. I had been arguing over that for two days. And so I went from in one moment, why would we do this, to how are we going to do it? How are we going to make sure everybody has God's word? So that night we went back down. We were in a hotel, and it was a $1 hotel. And so I'm like, okay, the ROI is starting to come back, right? It's going to look good on the expense report, $1, you know, for a hotel room. You know, that's not the normal thing I'd have, normal place I'd stay, until I got to the room. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, not a good ROI here either, you know? 50 cents max this room, all right? <laughs> Bed's not made, okay. Uh, restrooms, oh, it's down. Oh, I'm on the top of the barns. You get it, all right? So... Uh, so anyway, at 2 o'clock in the morning, the emotion of the day, all that had gone on. I can't sleep. So finally, I get my little flashlight, four drunks down here singing, you know. It was just, we're not sleeping the night. So I get my book out, Kay Arthur's book, and she writes a simple line on page 36 of this book, being in God's Word and knowing it for yourself is a key. Being in God's Word and knowing it for yourself is a key. I'm a fifth-generation Christian, third on my, my mom's side, five Five, five on my mom's side, three on my, my dad's side. I know that. Being in God's Word and knowing it for yourself is a key. That's so blocking and tackling for a Christian, all right? We owned however many Christian bookstores. I just paid for the printing of that Bible. I, Mark Green, have 50 Bibles to my name, and yet I don't read God's Word on any kind of consistent basis. And yet I'm reading this book at 2 o'clock in the morning that somebody else read God's Word. I was allowing them to take it for me. But being in God's Word... And know yourself the key. So yeah. another one of those Holy Spirit promptings came within 24 hours, and it was another question. And the question was, what kind of ROI is Mark Green? And that was another painful question to realize I had every opportunity, and I was letting God's Word sit there, and yet it's the most powerful source on earth. And so that day, I decided to make a vow. But it took a man weeping over God's Word after waiting 40 years for me to understand I took the most precious gift on earth for granted. So, Mark, is this the reason why you're so passionate about Bible translation? It is. And so, uh, as Gary said, we work together, and uh, this every tribe, every nation is kind of behind the scenes. Illuminations is kind of the front-facing name that we use, and so we bring donors together. We have a goal. We call it the all-access goal, so it's not the final goal. It's all-access. We actually believe that by 2033, and this is an audacious goal, because it was supposed to take to the year 2125. It's supposed to take another 125 years, and we're saying, no, 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 let's get it done by 2033. So that's where the faster, cheaper comes in, better quality, faster, cheaper. And so by 2033, we believe that the 6,000 vital languages will have translation. We believe that 95% of this world, and in 2033, there'll be 8.7 billion people. So of the 8.7 billion that'll be here on 2033, we believe that 8.4 billion will have the Old and New Testament, which will be the ultimate for everybody. Yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting. Another 300 million will take you to the 8.7 billion, right? We'll have the New Testament. So 
but there's still three million left. It's just a .04. Some of my friends or business people say, Mark, 99.96, we're gonna have the New Testament, just round up, okay, that's 100. And I'm like, no, you haven't met Gaspar yet. So I wanna make sure every heart language, all 6,000 at least have some scripture by 2033. And so that's what drives us. And it takes relationships. So what do we do? We're, we don't do the work. You're going to meet the workers here in a little bit, Wycliffe. All our role is, is to bring donor friends together, ministry partners, and say, let's collaborate. Let's collaborate. Let's, let's build one tool. We don't want to build 10 tools. One tool, you share the tool. Those are the kind of things to do. But the person on the point for that is Gary Nelson sits in your congregation every year, every week. And so uh, you have a hero sitting in Gary and Diana Nelson. <clears throat> And I honor Diana, and don't get confused, we're not married to the same woman, all right? We don't, that's not what we're about. So his wife is Diana, my wife is Diana, they're both here. And so I honor Diana because Gary's in Greece for 12 days, all right? So she gave up that. So she's investing too. She's just as smart. My wife is just as much as a part of this when I'm in Greece for eight days. And so uh, we honor them and excited about where we're going, but... Uh, it's exciting, and now y'all know even more. And so we're excited that our local church, so we honor Ronnie and Shannon for allowing you to know what's going on and partner with us. So, Mark, would you say your driving passion for life is Bible translation? No. So that's a little confusing. I thought that guy was all about translation, you know. A few years ago, our family sat down and wrote a mission statement. We have one for our business and all that. We said, we want to have a green mission statement. We went through core values, vision, mission, and our mission was real simple. Love God's people, uh, love God intimately, live extravagant generosity. Love God intimately, live extravagant generosity. So if my goal is something, I have to know how to get there. How do you love God intimately? So I got a document, and so I've been typing for the last eight years, how do I get intimate with God? What happens that gets intimate with God? One of them on here is glorifying God in song. I felt intimacy today. I hope you did. As we sang together, songs are one of the ways that we get intimate with God. Pastor's been challenges, fasting. The other, a few weeks ago, why is he cha challenging this discipline? Because he knows if you go into that discipline, you'll get intimacy with God. Um, and so Shannon, Sabbath last week, she talked about, well, I call that meditating. Be still. God tells us to Sabbath. Those are intimacy with God. But if I had one out of all these on the list, if I said I could only have one, what's the one that's been most powerful for me? I would say it's absorbing the Bible. Okay? That is the best way for me to get intimate with God because as David Bowden so eloquently God breathed life into us. He breathed His Word. And when I take His Word in, this book is alive. It actually speaks to every people group on planet Earth. Okay, the most translated book I can find is Pinocchio at 290, all right? Pinocchio is going to make no sense to Eastern Holotech people. I got this feeling. But God's Word is alive. It speaks to every people group because God created everybody. So what a miraculous book that it is. And so my passion is not translation, that's just to get to my goal, and that is intimacy with God. So that's my desire for you. If I had a wish for each of you, it's the same as I have for my children, that you would have an intimate relationship with God and get into God's Word, and you will go on an adventure that you won't believe. I've seen miracles. Since I made that vow, I've seen more miracles than you'll believe. You know, I got pages and pages and pages of my journals. I can spend days with you, and I have pages and pages and pages and pages of lowlights called scars. Miracles and scars go together, all right? But hey... The adventure, it's uncomfortable, you get wounded, but you see God provide, and it's worth it. So. <laughs> so Gary mentioned illuminations. You mentioned it. Tell us a little bit more about illuminations. 
Yeah, Illuminations is now, one of the things that we do is we actually bring the, we got all 10 organizations to bring their donors together. You talk about trust. To get everybody to bring their donors in the same room, that's a risky proposition because you're afraid you may lose your donor to another place and life is life and all that. But we have that. And so what's been fun for us to see, we've done about the last six years now, the average gift from the donor who came in the room, and these are people who give six-digit gifts, okay? So these are high-end donors, okay, in the Bible translation world, and new donors, of course, are bringing in. The average gift has gone up five times. They're given five times more when they see that they're given to a collective effort than just to one ministry and stuff. But, you know, we said, hey, illuminations needs to be for everybody. I want my son. I want my church. I want everybody. So we got it down, as you heard Gary say, $35 a verse. That's the average price for a verse. So all of us are going to be a part of the movement, all right? And I believe that God, it's not the size of the gift that's important. It's the size of the sacrifice. So I have no idea who the largest giver is in the Bible translation world. I could tell you, we could go find out who gave him the most money, but I don't know that that's the, the biggest sacrifice. I don't know. There's somebody who might have given $5 who may have given the most, the widow's might. And so all of us are going to be a part of that. So we're giving you that chance today. If you can financially help us at $35 a verse, we'd love to have you be a part of this movement. And join us. Me and Gary are going to be doing this for the next 14 years. So uh, we need your prayers and your uh, partnership. Oh. What a great opportunity we have. At your seat, every single location, you should have an envelope that says adopt a verse at the top. This is what we're talking about and we're asking you to make a commitment to. He mentioned $35 a verse uh, for some of you. Uh, all of us can do that. Uh, for many of us, we can do much, much more. For some, it's going to be 10 verses. Some, it's 100 verses. Uh, some, you may want to do a whole chapter. A whole chapter, an average of a whole chapter in the Bible is about $1,000. Uh, some of you may do multiple chapters, three or four or five. But we have put, picked right now in the lobby uh, is the book of John and the book of Ephesians. Okay? Those two books of the Bibles, to translate them, was about $30,000. And so we want us, North Church, today to be able to do that. Do you believe we can do that? Okay, everybody's nodding their head and saying yes means that you need to ask God about what you need to do in response to this because it doesn't just happen by chance. It happens because people commit to that. So about $30,000, the book of John, you can go out into the lobby immediately following the experience and you can pick a verse. You can pick multiple verses. You can go down there and say, I'm going to pick 10, 20, 30 verses, put your name on there and you commit to. And so, but before you leave, we want you to fill out this envelope Turn it into an usher. Everything will flow through North Church. Every penny, trust me, every penny is going to go back out to Bible translation, okay? So just make that commitment. Fill out this envelope. And I've been informed by the seed company, which is a part of Wycliffe, okay? We actually have a specific language that we're translating the Bible into, okay? We're going to be translating the Bible, our church, into Pokemon, which is a tribal group uh, from Kenya, there's 150,000 people in this tribal group. I'm looking forward to going and seeing them. And in 2021, we will be delivering a Bible to them for the very first time. Isn't that great? So be praying about what to do. Now, Martin, I know that you have also a small card that's on every single uh, seat. What is this card about? And would you also wrap us up in prayer? I would. Uh, I was on a plane and I was trying to think about prayer. Prayer is so important and foundational. And so I was with David Bowden, the, the, who you met earlier. And I'm trying to write a prayer. And I finally said, David, you write the prayer. So I just told him what was on my heart. So he wrote this prayer. It's a six-line prayer. I hope you pray the way the Holy Spirit prompts you to pray. But this is also a prayer that we can do. And we're starting to do it around the world. I'm, everywhere I go, I hand this prayer out. So people around the world, other languages now, are starting to collectively pray this six-line prayer. And I'd love to end our, my time on the stage with that prayer. <clears throat> God, 
Your word is more precious than all that I possess. Your scripture gives light to my path and directs my steps. Through your will alone, lives are transformed and minds made new. So I now pray for all people that do not yet know you. For you've promised that your voice by every tribe and nation will be heard. So equip us by your breath to provide every heart language with your word. Amen. Amen. Come on, would you stand to your feet and give it up for Gary and for Mark for coming today and sharing with us.